Okay, here's here's what's up. I'm so tired. We're gonna we're gonna get you stimulants on one of these episodes. I <laughs> promise you that. Like I'm doing so much shit between like wedding planning, uh, volunteering at OPS, doing another podcast, doing this podcast. Nice. So yeah, I've just been insanely busy. So I'm uh, really high, and I'm lying down. <laughs> and uh, I don't know you're gonna be high. Yeah, this is how we're gonna. This is how we're gonna do it. And uh, Vias, you're gonna host. Fuck. Um, I think I think this is gonna be Cody and I hosting then. Uh, I was gonna say that's fine. It'd be really funny if I was like, "All right, everybody, welcome to Roxy Fever. I'm your host, Jackson uh, McDonald. Uh, I'm really high right now, so Vias is gonna take over for the rest of the episode. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's. That's better than any of the other ones I've heard. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I am your host, sort of, Jackson McDonald, with me as always. Hey, everybody, it's Viastran. It's Elliot Hoyt. Uh, joining us today, we've also got Cody Sievertson. Cody, how's it going? It is going well. Thank you for having me. Uh, Cody is here because uh, I, like always, I always invite <laughs> my friends on uh, when there's an episode and I don't want to do any work. And we were supposed to do the riot episode uh, the other day, but uh, I have been so busy that I had kind of a, an episode and uh, I had to not do it. And so uh, now I'm uh, really high and I'm lying down and uh, I'm excited to hopefully do uh, almost no work uh, for this one and be relieved of my hosting duties by Vias, who I quickly uh, requested to do the thing he does best and do the thing that the host is actually supposed to do, which is ask questions and not just have takes. Uh, So uh, thanks, Vias, for doing this on short notice. (laughs) Wait, do I ask the questions or do I give the takes here? Uh, You usually ask ask the the most questions. You probably ask the most questions, but you don't like... You don't have the lead-off question. You have the follow-up question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also he yeah. he wants you to be Jackson in this episode, so you have to ask the questions and give the takes to the own questions <laughs> yeah. you're asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. I and you know it works with me. I tell jokes and then I explain the joke right after. That's kind of my That's thing. Right. So just helping people, people who don't get it. Just helping people. It's it's an accessibility yeah uh, uh, role I play. That's uh, right. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's some news for uh, two of our hosts, uh, which is another reason why we've been taking so long to put one out. Uh, Jackson and Elliot are uh, getting married together. <laughs> <laughs> remember that one? Remember that movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> With Kevin James? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> L- Larry and... Something I, I love how you and I just mind on that maybe? one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, which one? When are your guys' wedding dates? Because, because <laughs> uh, Elliot, I think yours surprised me. Uh, mine is. So for the listeners at home, we were recording on the night of Wednesday, July fourteenth, and I'm getting married uh, July seventeenth. <laughs> oh wow. On July 20th, I think we should have seen the signs. The only thing harder than being a man's man 
is letting go of being a ladies' man. I'm cooking Alex a thank you dinner. You hitting on a lawyer again? Universal Pictures cordially invite you to a comedy Thanks. about true romance. That's not a pillowcase, it's my underwear, you idiot. In the faking. Oh. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, and Jessica Biel. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. You are a lousy best friend and a stupid ugly husband. For the record, every time I laughed at one of your jokes, I was faking it. You're a monster! So originally I was not supposed to be on this episode because I was supposed to be getting ready, but because we canceled the episode on Sunday, I got ahead of schedule. So I managed to find some time. Nice. How does it feel? I'm getting married in February, but that's, that's still a ways oh, away. Okay. But I'm, I, 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 <laughs> I'm just having my couple shower in like a week and a half, which is a thing that I'm, that's made me really busy is what I was trying to say. Sorry. Right. Right. Okay. Cause your shower coming up made me worried that, my was, wedding was really soon. Was no. We're just too. behind schedule yeah. because we had to postpone because of COVID. Well, we got to do we got to do a stag or some sort of thing for you guys. Something. We should go to a gun range. Yeah, I did that for mine and it was like the funniest we shit do that. ever. It's, it's so much fun. I, I what if I become a gun guy? Honestly, it, be surprising. Make, it, it might make it's cool, you a though. gun guy. Like it's it's really fun. I will not. I will never. I don't think I'd ever purchase one. Here's I don't the thing. It's going to make me a gun guy but... if I go. Yeah, but then you see the cost of like bullets and like guns and like the licensing and you're like, eh, table it. Yeah, okay. you're going to see it. You're going to see that you can only afford a 22, which or something <laughs> that can shoot a 22, which you might as well get a BB gun <laughs> for like spiders. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm not getting married. That's my news. Someone should hop on that. You're a wonderful guy. Uh, listeners, call into the show <laughs> if you want to marry Vias. <laughs> Are we just talk about anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, <I> just... <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. What's up? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, first segment. Uh, Cody, uh, I mean, I'll start it off by saying I am happy about the Abbotsford blanks. I'm not going to acknowledge the team name. Uh, the Abbotsford X's. What if, what if you just treated it like Ryerson? Wait, no, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> what if it was the Abbotsford X's and it was just people's ex-girlfriends from the Valley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Cody, I'm super excited about the team for you. Like, I really hope uh, that some really cool opportunities happen because of it. Uh, I hope you oh, make you. millions of dollars somehow being being a comets uh or uh i'm just gonna call them the comets what about that i mean it's a cooler name uh anyways super excited about that because cody uh you've been covering the Utica comets for a long time you probably know more about them than anybody on the team what do you think about the news that came out today because today is july uh 14th and they announced the name the name is very boring and it was probably the worst brand reveal I think I've ever seen by a like near billion dollar franchise in any sports mm -hmm. imaginable. Like even the, even like the Washington football team, like had, had like a, a pretty good motivating <laughs> factor behind it. Uh -huh. And like, they're just their little Twitter image, like said it all. This was like, like the saddest thing. Like it gets delayed by a week because of apparently, you know, family issues or whatever so it's like sure i get it but then no it was naming issues it was rights holding issues they wanted to make sure they held the rights to the name canucks 
<laughs> they, they needed to take a week to figure that out. Jim Benning was like, I need a week to just make sure we have the rights. <laughs> someone's I'm not someone's sure. spelled Canucks wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like okay, the, well, Bojack, <laughs> the Bojack episode. <laughs> Is there any chance that you accidentally copyrighted the name Canucks? <laughs> like with two U's, <laughs> like a typo? Canucks. Ah, shit. Well, in that case, that makes the reveal even more pathetic because it's like they delayed it a week to unveil an Instagram video that was 10 seconds long and a website. But they they told everyone like the, this big grand reveal was going to happen at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it took them like 20 minutes to drop it anywhere. And it dropped on like a platform that like is arguably dying in Instagram. Like it wasn't like an up and coming thing. It was just like, oh, what what password yeah, do we still drop, have open? Didn't drop like a TikTok. They might as well. Yeah. yeah. They might as well put it on the Rocks Fever Instagram. Yeah. Page. I mean, it was just like so poorly thought out. And then you hear the name, which everyone knew was coming. It was going to be Canucks because, you know, branding reasons. And it's like, sure, pick the most boring name possible. Don't do something different. See, now them going with Canucks is like, I don't even care that much about that. The thing that I, that, irks me about it is just that they did like a big reveal like the exactly. it's just the way like how do you blow releasing the information that you're going to call the team the canucks how do you blow it this badly when it's like the easiest thing in the world to just put out a press release it's like yeah because of the branding opportunities or whatever or organizational symmetry like we're gonna call it that we're just gonna call them the abbotsford canucks it's like no like Get pumped, everybody. We're releasing the name on this day, and it's the same name as the other thing. It's the same name and it's, and it's a reused logo. logo. Okay, yeah. Can we talk about can we talk about the jersey as well? Wait, Jackson, you br- you br- you brought up how it's like and I agree and I loved it. It just looks like one of the fucking fake third jerseys that the Canucks sell. Maybe not even at the team That's store. That's literally a jersey I've like, seen before. Like oh, yeah, someone found a bunch of people found like Vancouver Daily Hive article. Where it's like, hey, look at these green Johnny Canuck jerseys, and it's like these are the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're from you know like, how in like fourth grade, like a bunch of kids would come to school. They're wearing Canucks quote jerseys, but they're not. They're just the ones that Walmart will put like a shoulder patch on there. Yeah, like, you, you know, I just hate it because yeah. AHL is where like AHL uniforms are where you can get a like get away with being a little bit creative. Like put the Johnny yeah. Canuck on the like ninety four colors. Test that out. Yeah. yeah, it's boring. Like, give people the stupid blue and green flying skate that people always say they want, even though it looks atrocious. Oh, people yeah, that's that. that isn't that isn't it. Yeah, I don't Chief, know why. Anyone as they thinks say, that's good. But my issue with the Johnny Canuck thing is that, like, if you want to embrace like an old logo, like that's fine. But you need to still kind of tie it so that like some fan who's never watched hockey before can take one look at your jersey and know that's the farm team or the AHL team for the Canucks or is associated with the Canucks. You take one look at it and you think like, yeah, this is a cheap Jersey. Someone got from Walmart. It's not the real thing, but it's good enough. And uh, on Twitter, I posted like a little thing comparing it to the Tucson Roadrunners Jersey, because it's the exact same idea. It's an outline of a, like a figure skating, holding a stick. It's the exact same concept, but they actually have the team name on the Jersey. So, you know, it's the road runners. You take one look at this. You're just like, oh, it's the, it's the guy skatings. Uh, oh no, it's the Canucks. Yeah, oh, okay. Wild also do a good job for this because it's like very much just a wild jersey that happens to say Iowa. 
Right, right. Yeah, and like even the yeah, Marleys are the same thing too, because they just have Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys, but with a, with like a crown imposed over the Maple Leaf, which is really also really rare that their team is still named the Marlboro Cigarettes. But they might as well have called the team like the Abbotsford. You idiots will buy anything. Like <laughs> it's it just yeah. feels I don't know. Like th- this really irks me because I've seen people being like, oh, it's. Uh, People are so negative or whatever. It's just like, no, this was fucking lazy. This was like, oh, we'll, we can sell anything yeah. in the Valley that's attached to the Canucks. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and like people are yeah. pointing out that like, you're still going to follow this team exactly as much regardless of what their jerseys are. And it's like, that's true. But it's like, you guys could at least put a little bit of effort in. Once again, it's just how they did it to like the fact that they tried to get cheap heat off of it when they didn't really do anything. It's just like, I don't know. It just comes across as low effort and i just feel like the organization like kind of needs to prove that they're trying um and like (laughs) this is not it and i don't know i i don't know like ultimately it doesn't really fucking matter but it's just kind of like it puts a damper on what should otherwise be like awesome news yeah like at the end of the day like the team put in as much effort into the branding of their AHL team as they do to actually caring about like development of players on their AHL team. They're just like, whatever we have it, people will eat it up. No one cares. And I actually kind of like, I love that a lot of people's reactions to this is who cares what the AHL team branding is. And I'm sure any marketing executive who reads Twitter sees a bunch of people say, who cares what your farm team is? No one watches the team. That's like the worst thing they want to see when they're doing a brand reveal for like, this is a pro sports team launching in the lower mainland next season. And nobody gives a shit. And the people that do give a shit that think the branding sucks are being told nobody gives a shit about the team. So shut up. Yeah. I was, it's so bad. And for me, it's uh, who lives, like, who can go to Canucks games? Nobody anymore. Who can go to Abbotsford Heat's game? He, or, <laughs> oops. May as well be the fucking Abbotsford Heat. <laughs> but, like, uh, the demographics of who wants to go to hockey games are moving way closer to Abbotsford. It's a great decision. The Canucks have a farm team there. They can actually have the market of people who are working-class hockey fans. Uh, uh, and... I was going to say, so I was driving through this area of Abbotsford and Chilliwack, and it's stunning to me how much more development has gone up in the area. So this isn't going to be some backwater towns team. This is going to be a pretty well-attended hockey team. It's going to have a lot of fans. Uh, There is going to be more migration probably from Vancouver into Abbotsford to watch the games than there is the other way around uh, in terms of like count the amount of people who are going to watch a game. So this should be a lot more important than the way it ended up being delivered. Uh, I don't have any specific problems with the jersey, but it's it's just lazy. It just reflects on how a lot of the team hasn't put any creativity or and even professionalism into a lot of the stuff they've done. It's it's just very stale. They don't want to change anything, and it's kind of uh, reflected in our show sometimes, where the topic, the same fucking topics keep coming up uh, year after year because nothing new fucking happens with this team. Hey, it's all right, because uh, later on, we're going to get to about like 30 or 40 new topics. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody tweeted this uh, today on the 14th, uh, the details of the Johnny Canuck logo, <laughs> which which is just a play on what the Portland Winterhawks did with the details on there. But uh, 
Yeah, Cody, I hope that your criticism of the team doesn't get you somehow banned from <clears throat> covering this team that is somehow <laughs> like given to you on a platter to be a high-level yeah. journalist for. I, I was thinking about that when you were praising me for watching the comments for so long. I was like, man, I actually went really hard on him today. <laughs> I hope the the seven people that still work at the, the uh, organization don't like take offense to my uh, scathing <laughs> critique. But even then, I just find it funny. Like, you guys are doing all right for the few employees that are still there. You guys are, you know, keep trucking. Please, please let me come cover <laughs> games. This, this is all I have. Uh, Cody, like, how have you been, have you been connected in any way? Not, not, I mean, like, you're in on the planning of this team, but I mean, what, actually, what I want to ask, what's happening with Utica Comets fan base? Like, how do they feel about this move? Like, are they excited to just switch to the different team that's going to be there and just like what's going on in the fan base of uh, of the market that you already covered? You know what's really funny is that when they announced that the move was happening, uh, I was on like a couple hardcore comments fan groups, right? And a lot of them were just like, "Thank God, like we're gonna finally have like GMs no that way. actually care." <laughs> yeah, like they're that a lot more in tune with like what's happening with the team <laughs> than like I think a lot of people believe because they had their own nicknames. They like called Ryan Johnson Ghost Johnson. Like they, like same thing, like dim Benning, like they're, they're in their own little microcosm that's apart from Vancouver Canucks fandom. And yet they have like all these names and pseudonyms for like the management staff because of just how, how like bad it's been run for the last few years. I'll be honest with you. I have no respect for teams that don't try to like put a good product on the ice in the AHL. It bothers me a lot because it's like, there's literally no excuse. This is a, a a long-term, like this has been a problem for a long time in Vancouver. It's, it's just always kind of been the case, like dating back to even before Francesco was the owner, but they just like, you're one of the biggest hockey markets in the NHL and you're trying to rebuild your NHL roster. You should be trying to like, I say good competitive AHL team if you can, especially because the players that make your AHL team competitive can come up and be good depth options for you. And so I've just never understood why like uh, so many teams kind of take the attitude of like, oh, well, whatever. It's just our farm team. It's very interesting because the Utica Comets like as an, as an actual organization have almost succeeded in spite of what Vancouver has given them. Like, I don't know how many years ago it was when they, I don't know, they promoted Ryan Johnson and they had no goalies in their system. <laughs> and that led to Michael DiPietro, like having to play an NHL game. And then they had no one on the farm team. So their ECHL goalie that was signed to an AHL contract had to play like another utter embarrassing game straight. Yeah. Like, that was just so embarrassing. Like, like how that's it's so unprofessional. I don't understand why, like they didn't just get absolutely carved for that. It's it's apathy, right? It's just like there's so much apathy like with the NHL team that you you almost if you're like a regular fan or like a hardcore regular fan like you can't even like extend your apathy to a second team as well because it's just too much like being a fan of the NHL team and wanting them to do smart things is hard enough as it is when you then also extend it to wanting them to do like use their AHL team like as a successful franchise should like 
Tampa Bay hasn't cornered the market on using their farm team to be successful. Like Dallas has done a good job. Toronto's done a good job. But for whatever reason, Vancouver for the last 10 years, even like extending the Gillis eras and before, they're just like, you know, if guys are good, they'll be good. If not, oh, well, let the AHL team figure it out. We don't care. And it's just like bad for business. And you see it now. I don't know how many times I've tweeted out that stupid, shitty Excel graphic of mine that says four players have been developed in the last eight years under Benning through the AHL. And one of them is technically Chris Tanev because he graduated from the AHL to the NHL in the first year of Benning's tenure. And when I post that graphic, a lot of people are like, oh, you just need more time. It's like seven years, buddy. It's almost been a decade. Like it's almost been a decade. And I, I don't know who, who was in my mentions about that, but I went even further like to 2001 and it was like every GM had produced more or better players only like in the Gillis era, they had gotten less for what their AHL had developed. And it's like, but they produced more players that could actually play in the NHL. They just got less for them. Betting we're we're looking at Jalen Sheffield and the, uh, the job from Arrested Development thing in his $15,000 suit where it was like, oh, Jalen Sheffield could probably play for us. And then the next interview was like, oh, he's an NHLer. Don't you worry <laughs> about it. And then the next interview was, yep, Jalen Sheffield is probably going to be our third pair right shot guy. He's a Chris Tanev, Kevin Bieksa type player. And then he said all those things before he had actually signed Sheffield. So Sheffield was like, he held out for a <laughs> fucking rocks. <laughs> So it's just like, it's all these little things, right? Where you just like, I was always confused about the Chatfield thing. And even the other defensemen that were kind of creeping up from the comments and the, uh, to the Canucks, because everything mm-hmm. told me none of these guys were skilled, but for some reason, everybody kept talking about them. It really just seemed like, Hey, who's the warmest body on the comments? <laughs> yeah. Jimception. <laughs> and it's like, well, I guess it's Jalen Chatfield. Let's hype him up. And he looked like shit. He, well, he looked like an AHL player playing an NHL game, but like not a guy who, you know, we should have been teaming to try to pick up. Quinn Hughes started the season with Jalen Chatfield as his defense partner. You know, what's wild is Jalen Chatfield looked good for like three games and then like the adrenaline wore off. And then he looked like an, a seventh defenseman playing like a top four role. And it was like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. The classic Alex Biega effect. <laughs> yeah, really? Came in hot and heavy, was really aggressive, and then it was like, oh, right, he can't do this every single yeah. game, and we've got nothing behind him. I told Patrick Johnson of uh, Post Media I was, when he was asking me about Jet Wu, and I was like, you know, he's the only right-shot defenseman in the system right now, besides Victor Pearson, who's, like, playing in the WHL, and that's it. They got nothing else. <laughs> the Canucks are so desperate for guys that they drafted a guy whose name is literally Person. <laughs> yeah, they drafted a, a person, a guy. It's the same, like... Is he hot or is he just tall? Is is he hot or do you just have him signed to a contract as a defenseman who you can call up? That's 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 what that yeah. whole saga was to me. It's like manifesting something, you know. Like I don't know if he's a player, but if I give him the contract like he is, he might just be mm-hmm. one, which obviously didn't work out and isn't really how you should run a team. And as we saw, their defense sucked this year. And half of that was because you had Ole Ulevi being sheltered eight minutes a game because he couldn't skate or pivot. And everyone was like, oh, he's going to be the full-time Edler replacement next year. And you're like, what are you talking about? Who, what players are you watching? Yeah, the, and these are the same people who would accuse you of not watching the games, too. And it's like, buddy, what are you watching? <laughs> 
I don't understand what they're doing if they're not bringing back Edler next year, which is both reassuring and terrifying. <laughs> like, at least he's back, but then it's at the same time, it's like, this cannot be the plan forever. <laughs> at some point, he will like have to retire. Cody, you mentioned Chris Tanev. I am in the process of editing like an entire uh, expansion draft special for controlled entries. And so like we went through every team and talked about every potential like player who could be taken. And um, Chris Tanev, like I think the flames are going to protect him and expose Mark Giordano because Giordano's only got one year left on his deal. But I really hope uh, Calgary exposes Chris Tanev and Seattle takes him because like there, there is a world where if the right players are exposed and if Seattle takes them, they could have Jared McCann, (laughs) Chris Tanev, Gustav Forsling, Forsling. Troy Stetcher. And I'm trying to think of, uh, I feel like there's somebody else. Marcus Nasland, Namita. They could take Nick Benino. Like they could just take all the, yeah, (laughs) they could just take so many former Canucks and still just fucking torch the Canucks because I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about expansion, but we'll get there. uh, We'll get there. Yeah. I have a question, Cody. In a sense, you were kind of a canary in the coal mine, or you were able to sense what the hell was happening at the root of, uh, of the Canucks system of players and player development. And you would be the best person to to point out for years now that there's nothing going on back there. There's nothing going on in player development. Now, what happens when the evidence is down highway one? Like what happens if the comets suck? Now, what does that do do in your mind and to all your guys' mind uh, to coverage of the Canucks? I just want to point out that Vias still has not referred to the team by its correct name. No, I will. <laughs> I have my principle. <laughs> the Abbotsford <laughs> Aviators, okay, down the block. It'll it's interesting because this year should have been like an even bigger canary in the coal mine where it's like, okay, the only players that got called up to the NHL were pretty much there because of like a COVID outbreak. Like Will Lockwood kind of looked like an NHL or at camp. Like it was kind of just like biding his time and making sure he could actually figure out the game and like maybe compete. And he did. He figured out in the back half and he earned a call up and he got like the most ice time of anyone except for Cole Lind. Cole Lind was there because they didn't have Pedersen. They had no one in the top six. So it was like, okay, Cole Lind's going to play with Horvat and we're just going to make that work. And until it didn't, and they realized he couldn't do it. Then Jonah Gadjevich got called up. He sat in a hotel for 14 days and then they, they benched him because he had a giveaway and a fight. And that was it. Like they had, pretty decent seasons against like really watered down competition but that was it and their entire farm team was buoyed by the st louis blues organization like they had nothing it was all blues players like holding up their defense group their depth at forward is all blues players like they had nothing to support them so i feel like i should put this out there um i've been doing this long enough now that i know a few people who have worked in NHL organizations and I know even more people who know people who work in NHL organizations. And one thing that I've learned from talking to a lot of my connections is that you'd be surprised how many NHL GMs, AGMs, people in front offices and organizations in general essentially don't believe 
in player development in the sense that they don't believe that you should like expend time and money and effort into developing your players because it's on them to prove that they want it. (laughs) So what happens to a lot of guys is they get drafted. The team never really talks to them. Scout might go see them a couple times a year, talk to them. That's it. That's the entirety of the contact that the team has with their prospect. And now granted this change is dependent on how like blue chip the prospect is You're usually going to take a more active role in the development of your big time prospects. But like theoretically, if you want to develop NHL players, you should be spending time and money on developing all the players that you think are going to be players. And theoretically, every single one of your draft picks should be a player that you think has a future in theory. So yeah, in theory. Yeah. So otherwise, why are you drafting them? Not trading that pick? Yeah, exactly. So in other words, what I'm basically saying here is that a lot of teams just take a totally hands-off approach with their prospects, regardless of whether they have like a director of player personnel or player uh, development or whatever. And the Canucks are absolutely one of these teams. Like they don't have a say in what goes on with their prospects. They just leave it all up to Trent call. They leave it all up to Trent call. And, you know, with their prospects in the WHL, they leave it all up to whatever's going on with their WHL club. It's why I think they're like most of their successful draft picks have come basically out of Northeastern because Judd Brackett knew had like ins with that program and knew that they would be developing their prospects properly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like anything else. I I really promise you, the more you learn about the internal workings of the Canucks, the less you will believe that they're really like trying as hard as they can (laughs) to, uh, to build a contender. Like it's certainly not the impression I'm under and there's all kinds of reasons for that, but yeah, it's kind of depressing. It, yeah, it's especially depressing. Like Chris Faber, uh, watermelon and mustard uh, fancier uh, Chris Faber of Canucks Army had his uh, interview with uh, Ryan Johnson the other or with Aiden McDonough on their show the other day. And he was like, oh, yeah, he's working with a power skating coach for the first time ever. And I'm like, why is that just happening now? <laughs> like, wouldn't you draft someone and be like, immediately isolating like hey this guy is you know got a good shot he's got good size already he just needs power skating speed agility and that's pretty much it and then hopefully northeastern gives him a good shot on the power play like he was drafted in 2018 like judd's last year or second last year as the leader of director of amateur scouting and it's three years later that he's now getting a power skating coach like how does that happen but this is the thing is that they they genuinely believe that it's on the player to prove that they want it by getting a power skating coach. So they're literally just leaving money on the table, basically. Like, you know, I mean, they're actually doing the opposite, but they're like, OK, you'll get a team like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's drafting is dog shit. It's not good. They can't draft in the first round. Yeah. Uh, haven't been able to for a long time. But what they can do as they can dra- as they can uh, draft players in later rounds and then basically through their player development program 
engineer talented amateur players into pro players. Yeah, right. They find the most coachable guys. They played the exact same system in Syracuse as they do in Tampa. And sure enough, they get Ross Colton one year. They get Mitchell Stevens and Matthew Joseph the previous year. And next year, it's going to be Boris Kachuk or Taylor Radish. It's going to be one yeah. of those guys and all these people being like, oh, they have to blow it up after this year because of cap concerns. It's like, no. Nope. They're going to be fine. Alex Beret-Boulet, who's going to be a second-line winger, guaranteed. Like, Yeah. It's just frustrating because you know that Vancouver should based on the like where they are and the size of the market and yada, 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 like they should be able to have these things too. This is a fucking team in central Florida that can have this, that can have uh, organizational symmetry and like, yeah, I know the tax situation is different or whatever, but like they, they have a separate owner for their AHL farm team too. Like, it's not like, the owner of Tampa owns Syracuse. Like they're two separate guys with the same philosophies. Like, Hey, if we succeed because of the guys you develop and then you invest in your AHL squad, it's going to financially benefit you. And it's going to financially benefit the NHL team. And sure enough, when they were raising the cup, Howard Dolgan was on the ice, lifting it with the fellowship fellow owners and stuff. Like that's just the way it works. Like if you have investment, like, fundamentally through your organization, like you're going to see results. But if you half-ass it, like the Canucks have, that's why you get a t- a season where they finish behind the Ottawa senators and whatever they had the COVID outbreak. They were dog shit prior to the COVID outbreak and were not looking hot regardless. Like, yeah. Like there's no way that anyone who's reasonable thinks that the tax differences between the two things are offset by the ticket sales of the Abbotsford wolves. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a great bet. I, I can't wait to call them like, the Abbotsford Crunch, <laughs> the um, Abbotsford the Solar Abbot- Bears, the Abbotsford Sound Tigers. When I, or I was going to say, going to the point about how Tampa actually creates the players or, or like makes them good. Uh, as a as a fan who just like watches uh, the Lightning or just outside observer, and also listening to people's analysis, it seems like the narrative is Tampa drafts well. They they're 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 maybe not the best drafting team, but they're uh, they're definitely like above average and they basically put the responsibility on that rather than the systems. I don't, I don't hear that, uh, that narrative basically that you guys brought up just now uh, quite often. It's because player development never like sees the light of day. It's not something that's reported on. It's not something that you can quantify. So like, it's a lot easier to talk about whether the draft pick was good or like yeah. good value yeah. or like whether they got a good prospect and, or yeah. And, yada, and yada. so me saying that I see that, and that was my interpretation of how Tampa got good. Of course, it's probably going to be bending the same interpretation, despite the wide <laughs> gaps in resources that we have at our disposal to learn about the other teams. I'm pretty sure that's probably what Benning would say is like Tampa drafts. Well, we gotta, we gotta get Ron Delorme back in the chair. Speaking of the lightning, this is the first episode we've recorded since they won. Yeah, we have not recorded for a year and a half. Every um, episode so far has been a... It was pre-recorded. Uh, yeah. I saw the headline uh, that the cup was going to Montreal. So, you know, shout outs. <laughs> finally, it's back in Canada. That's that's a little joke because uh, uh, Patrick Maroon broke the cup and they had to send it to Montreal to get it fixed. And he threatened to kill someone for, for, for taking a picture of the proof. <laughs> really? 
yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know who took the picture, but we're gonna find him. And it's like that's so funny. Right. Oh, yeah. So in honor of uh, the Lightning winning the cup, I figured we would do a little lightning round oh. segment. Oh, I just uh, got that it. I um, <laughs> that I uh, made Vias do about three hours before we were scheduled to start recording. I was just like, uh, hey, Vias, uh, think of uh, as many different questions as you can. And uh, we'll go through. You can ask each of us. I figure uh, each of the three of us uh, can each have like 30 seconds each. <laughs> Vias just put on the turtles the glasses that the turtles guy wears the turtles guy Dana Carvey mm, I love turtles oh the turtles chocolate guy <laughs> I thought you meant from that one movie where they're filming during line 11 that stopped the show <laughs> <laughs> Elliot knows what I'm talking about what's the movie called oh, yeah that was a classic like master of disguise classic like grade seven sleepover movie. I really wanted to watch that, but then in the first two minutes of the, of the scene, and uh, mind you, I was eight years old. Somebody said cocksucker, and my mom made me turn it off. So yeah, I, I sold it as a kid's movie. Anyways, <laughs> uh, me and my roommate Will, who could probably hear this right now, we got really excited about how they've been selling that beer that like in the same way I don't know kombucha or yogurt's made. Fucking I don't know. There's there's like some of it was in the cup, and then they put some of that in a bunch of different other batches of beer. And so oh, they've yeah. been selling the Stanley cup beer. Uh, I think that's sweet. Uh, I, and it makes me want to think about like other things that you could get the beer from. <laughs> and like, what do you guys think about if they like rung Kucherov's jockstrap out and like made some <laughs> beer from that? You guys got, you guys got ideas on that? Jackson McDonald. 15 okay. Seconds. So Elliot, Hoyt, 15 <laughs> seconds. Uh, no, thanks. Elliot, Hoyt, 15 seconds. Okay, so they're apparently making, I don't know if this is what you said, but they're making beer out of the ice from the arena. That's what I heard. Oh. Which is but, kind of fucked up, but I yeah. assume that all of those breweries have, like, really good reverse osmosis water systems and stuff. So, like, it's probably fine. It's just weird to think about. <laughs> I loved Osmosis Jones. I love that movie so much. I hope they have yeah. a DVD of that movie too, Elliot. Anyways, would you guys buy the beer? Uh, No. No, I'd drink it, but I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we'd all drink a woo. I kind of want. I think we have a consensus. I kind of want to buy it and maybe like hope that it like gains value. You know, <laughs> I might have like a Pokemon card. Uh, I would drink though maybe like the blood, the bloody ice from <laughs> when Clint Malarchuk almost died. <laughs> <laughs> I think, or maybe not Holy drink shit. it, but like own it. I think that'd be yeah. pretty cool. It, it's the water. You're not drinking the blood, but it's the water no. that was melted I, out of the blood. I, so it'd be, be like, very, uh, it'd be very iron rich. Just walk around with a necklace of a vial with a vial of Clint Malarchuk's blood. <laughs> hey, you a Buffalo fan? Get this. Um, uh, if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan, uh, get this vial of Clint Malarchuk's blood commemorating somehow not the worst thing to ever happen to the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Somehow, not the worst thing ever happened in the crease of the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my god. Nice or one. Clint Mal- or Clint Mallerchuk. Oh yeah. That's what we're talking what about. Was this- oh. No, but what was the second worst thing that happened to him? Or the- um. Oh yeah, he uh, survived shooting himself yeah. in the. Head. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's really grim. Holy. His uh, book was unbelievable. Okay. Let's say a current, maybe former. How about you bleep the current? <laughs> 
let's say possibly former Canucks Army managing editor, drove through a red light. How fast is he going? <laughs> Knowing him, he was probably going like 52. <laughs> no, he was doing he was doing the classic uh one he or she that you wait. Yes, that's true. No, there's never been there's never Who's been a female. That, <laughs> Thanks a lot, Thomas Trance. Not yeah, a JD not Burke. Me. This is JD's fault. Um, the amount of women writing for Canucks Army, Canucks Army increased by infinite percent under my watch. So, um, knowing him and knowing the context, I'm imagining he's doing the classic move out of uh, your house, your parents' house for the first time. Uh, move that I also did, and uh, he just got busted for doing seventy and a fifty. Like just really boring, like just over the speed limit by 20. I can't think of funny Italian numbers. What's a good Italian number? 1492, baby. I thought you were going to say 1488. (laughs) Uh, Explain to me what Pierre Maguire is going to do now that he's uh, running basically the senators. He's going to ruin all the hard work that they just put in by developing their prospect group because they're not like playing the right way mm-hmm. and he's going to trade them all for Eric Goodbranson again. Yeah, Ottawa will continue being the worst team in the league because Pierre Maguire is an absolute dollar. He might yes. be, I think, like the first person since like whatever GM Montreal had in 1952 to try to sign a 14-year-old. <laughs> and it wouldn't be, be like weird or anything, but he's I mean, it would be, but not in like the weird, weird way. But like He'd do it because he thinks the guy looks 18. Like, he'd be like, this guy can't be 14. He looks like a man. He's got a man's body. I got to be honest with you. Ottawa AGMs and thinking a hot, uh, someone is 18 has been a problem in the past. <laughs> so um, I, I'm not uh, super yeah. plussed about uh, that prospect. Don't, don't know that backstory, but believe it. Just to save Roxy Fever here, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, you don't have to save Jackson. Everything Jackson and I say is half remembered and probably wrong, so it's not actually. That's correct. We're, yes. we're too stupid for anything we say to be taken seriously. At least yours is remembered. Um, I, for some reason, took a screenshot of this one, and so I can't actually hit the link. But there's Seattle Kraken <laughs> tweet that was talking about. I thought that was so funny. Sorry, yeah, I love that. we have to we have to discuss this. Vias uh, took a Vias like screenshotted a Google Doc and sent it to us. And one of the questions he had listed down for us was just, "Why is this tweet funny?" And then just like HTTPS yeah. dash dash, he literally did the Stephen A. Smith take a look, y'all. Thank you, That's so good. <laughs> Uh, 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 even do you remember what it was what the tweet was it, it happened okay you know i'm gonna scroll down yes okay it said in today's edition of our countdown to expansion uh we examined how nhl players with no movement clauses and contracts must be on expansion draft protected lists unless certain actions are taken and the photo they use this is seattle kraken the photo they use is ryan Suter and zach parise hugging <laughs> Ooh, that's oh that's yeah. great that's spicy. Because, so I know they got bought out, but like, yeah. is this them saying that? So they got bought out because uh, they didn't want, because Minnesota didn't want to protect them in the expansion draft. Okay. So they're like making fun of Minnesota and of Suter and Parise. Oh, yeah, they're like okay. basically making fun of the fear that Bill Guerin had that they were going to uh, lose someone good. 
it's great i mean oh yeah it's really good yeah, yeah. like run like run Franstall or whatever his name is ron, ron, ron francis fox piven frankie ronald uh has done a pretty funny job like in this offseason like preparing for the expansion draft like just straight up telling David Poyle, like I'm coming for Victor Arvidsson and David Poyle being so scared that he immediately traded him away <laughs> for picks. Cause he didn't want to lose him for nothing instead of like trying to just, I don't know, protect him and keep him. So we'll that, save, that's funny to me. We'll save the talk about who the Canucks are going to protect and all that. And like how, like save explaining to me how it's all going to work. Cause for some <laughs> reason I just don't, I don't understand NHL CBA and expansion draft shit. Uh, I'm a bad law student, but <laughs> what has been going on in terms of the leverage that Seattle's been putting on other teams? Like, like what, what, what's the goings on there? We, we have no know. idea. The most we know is the whole David Poyle thing when he basically yeah. like strong armed him into trading, like basically, I mean, I'm not too sure who's the stupid one in this situation because Ron Francis played his hand and basically screwed his own team from getting a mm-hmm. Victor Arvidsson in expansion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, David Poyle also did a dumb thing by, I don't know, not negotiating or finding a way to keep Victor Arvidsson or right. at least, I don't know, yeah. make it so it wasn't like just such a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's just spicy. That's all it is, really. We know that Jim Benning and Seattle are in talks to basically work for both teams, which should fill everybody with hope. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think really? what... Okay, so I, I think... If I was Ron Francis, what I would be doing right now is I would be calling up Jim Benning and saying, what are you going to give me to take Antoine Roussel? Yeah, because yeah. like Antoine Roussel is a player that's not totally like useless. Could could crack the Kraken's uh, lineup or at least be a depth piece. Yeah. And uh, they probably have car dealerships there that need spokesmen. Yeah. If he bounces back or whatever. So, uh, and then like the Canucks need to shed salary. And then also like they could probably give up like a fourth or a fifth or whatever. Like they don't have to give up that much to get them to take them. So the, the Kraken can just buy like a, a draft pick from, from the Canucks or whatever. But uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the Kraken to be uh, the second best team in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, T- right off the hop. I'd buy a tan Jersey. If they, if, oh, for sure. He went there. Buy a Stetcher jersey because Stetcher's, why is Stetcher's that, going why is there Stetcher, for sure. I saw that list that was uh, predicting. I forget who made it. I don't know. Guy Fieri made it. I don't know the fucking names of the guys. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Drancer. Uh, fucking why is Stetcher on that list? Why Why is he? I thought he was good. Why is he? Why is Detroit not protecting him? Because they have younger players to protect. Younger yeah. than him? Younger than my little boy? Stetcher's 27, dude. Stetcher's not young. Fuck. <laughs> yeah he's he's not that young mm. and and eisman's pretty much like made it clear that he has no problem trading guys that might still be good by the time they're contending but he'd rather just like get rid of them while he still can he's trying to build tampa too Must yeah be nice yeah he'll leave detroit before they actually win their cups and then he'll go here's the thing change a better if team. you rebuild like well if you actually do it well and just go like okay this is our chance to start from scratch yeah you can build a really fucking good team and, and a good organization that can remain good for a long time like Tampa has. Yeah. Hey, I have a question about that. Oh, yeah. How much do you think this Tampa team right now is Eisenman's product versus Breeze Bath? Like 50-50. It's 50-50? It's 50-50. Okay, I thought it might have been more than that. Okay, because I think I think I Breeze Bar, like did enough of the, the moves recently to actually put them over the top. Like he put them over the top and he kept them there. 
Yeah, barring what he paid for, like Coleman and Goodrow or whatever, like they were good pickups, right? It right. cost him a lot, but they were the right pieces that he needed to add. It's sort of like uh, Burt Gillis, if you want gotcha. to make a comparison. And, gotcha. and also, Breezeball was the guy running the AHL team the entire time oh. that Eisen was the GM of Tampa. So it's like all those guys that came up through the AHL team and became NHLers, mm-hmm. they're basically products of what he had yeah. put together on the AHL team. So in a way he was basically there the entire time anyway. Hmm. So I, you know, 50, 50 is a fine way to call it, but I would actually lean more towards JBB for that one. I think say. that's a totally reasonable answer. Yeah. Connecting this a little bit back to the, to the, to the Canuck situation is Ryan Johnson, a good GM. I've heard he's a very well-liked person and like, he's like on his way up in the organization, but I have my bias because I, I just look at what's been developed over the last eight years and I'm yeah. like, I, what's what they've been doing hasn't been working. So I can't be like, he's really good at what he does because of the, the results. Cause there are none. So right. I have a bit of a tainted eye, I, but I'm, I've heard nothing but good things. So gotcha. Discipline. Ryan is Ryan Johnson is uh, where he is today because of discipline. Did you sound like my mom? when you no no like i mean i i mean like he's disciplined like he'll do what the organization wants gotcha so gotcha. he's a soldier he's a soldier as they say why yeah. is he called ghost well because the the joke then was like when he was actually appointed like the gm of utica like there was like a noticeable dip in on ice results and like when he was appointed was that 2018 19 season when the team was just complete dog shit and so everyone was like like, where's the GM? Is he not going to, like, find good AHL players? Right. Because the guy that used to find AHL players as depth uh, was promoted to a scouting role with the head office so that he was no longer the the GM or whatever. I think it was Pat Conacher or something like that. Yeah. Pro scouting's been fucking bang on for the last seven years, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway. Uh, did you guys see the video about how Brennan Gallagher got robbed? That was great. He had a bad week. One time I almost robbed him, or at least my buddy, and I almost (laughs) robbed him. What? Because he lives in uh, Tawasin, and his whole family lives in Tawasin. And he's one of the few guys who's allowed to just like at the country club or the clubhouse or whatever, because I went to the driving range. My buddy lives around there, too. And he just like pulls up his golf cart, which has like a Habs jersey on it or something. Like, Like people know that's Brendan Gallagher's golf cart. And he just like pulls it up right to the front door. We kept daring each other to like, what are you going to steal from it? Um, <laughs> I think I almost stole a scorecard. I decided not to, but, uh, but yeah, the real G move would have been to steal the golf cart. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, but everybody would have, I would have stalled. <laughs> 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 okay. But a little bit around the finals again. I saw that Nikita Kucherov said something about Montreal fans. And I only saw this today because when Jackson asked me, if you ask, go find content, I just scrolled through Reddit. Yeah, this was a pretty big story when it happened. Oh, well. That's okay. (laughs) The fans of Montreal acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I love that he said that twice. Their final was last round. Uh, Great bit or great dig. My favorite press conference of all time. Yeah, it was so good. I never saw it. And I was I thought I was paying attention to shit, too. What else did he say? He was it was uh, number one bullshit, which is uh, 
Yeah, and definitely our slogan, number one. We are the source for number one bullshit, for sure. <laughs> and then what was the other thing he said? He said something. Oh, uh, it was great. He couldn't remember Mark andre Fleury's name. Yeah, <laughs> he called him like, the Vegas guy. He was like... <laughs> He was like, Vasi, Vasi is the, the best goalie. He should have won the Vezina last year over. Uh, uh, I don't remember who it was, whoever that guy was. He won the Vezina. Number one bullshit. Vasi, I kept saying to Vasi, Vasi, you're the best. And he just kept on talking about how great Andre Vasilevsky was. Like, yep. it's very wholesome, but like, like drunk wholesome when you just like put your arm around a buddy and you're like, you're the best guy. I felt I, for some reason, what, like got annoyed by it because I was like, I didn't see hockey media eat that shit up. Or like rip rip really? it apart. I didn't. Well, I we're talking about something that happened before the last before they won the cup, right? No, no, this happened at like at like that the was, day they won. That was like the, the night they won. Yeah, oh. immediately after they won. Yeah. Oh, okay. The context seemed like he said it like during the finals. No, my, no, no. My he, thing was no, like, no. I, why didn't I see that plastered everywhere? Uh, no, when no. Lu, Luongo saying I was pumping his tires. Was <laughs> no, like, no, he was the fucking. Canucks. <laughs> no, he was he was plastered and he it was immediately right, after well, they won. Regardless for the fans, and he was shirtless. Re- regardless for the fans keeping the Rocks Fever bingo, we mentioned 2011. There we go. The tarp was yeah. off and he was testing positive for Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys watched Cass's House yet? No. no. I want I, I, I want have, all of you no desire to just put on a few videos of it. It's it perfectly encapsulates the feeling of showing up at a party a little too early when there's only like two or three other people. There. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, when you show up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. You get a small talk. A I bit. Mean, I'm still starved for human interaction. So like, I will gladly take showing up early to a party right now. I mean, g- like, good for them for respecting COVID rules as far as I can see ish. A uh, shout out to, my buddy Devin, who I think uh, may have called into the voicemail with a riot story for uh, the riot episode. Um, Hell yeah. He uh, sent me a meme uh, yesterday that was the body issue picture of Ryan Kessler. And it says, like, such and such many games, like such and such many points or whatever. And then it's just like a picture of Phil Kessel post workout. Um, just like sweaty and fat, and it's just like two Stanley Cups, like this many games <laughs> played. This many, this, and I was just like, God, oh, it fucking rocks. God bless. Anyways, if, uh, so yeah. if we started the show way earlier, we I'm sure Phil Kessel would have been a bigger, absolutely one of my bigger, favorite guys, bigger aspect of the show. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's um, it just he invites a bunch of friends over and. They just play some games and it's it's really weird and nobody knows how to like be on camera. Like not until uh, for some reason Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco shows up does anybody who like knows to be knows how to be on camera show up. It's really awkward. Colby I'm Armstrong. Such a nerd. I thought you meant like Chad Johnson, the old backup goalie in Buffalo. <laughs> oh my god, no. I mean that that's the kind of guest I was expecting this fucking like Ryan Kessler show to get. So no, I'm very, very surprised that they're able to get him. But it's really great because at the end, and I didn't watch the full episodes or anything, but I saw like a montage thing. But like Ryan Kessler is crying uh when he's like describing like how much fun he had. And Ugh. uh you guys you guys gotta watch it. It's uh it's some fun. Riker makes an appearance. His kid, his kid Riker, yeah, who's like probably like twenty years old now, and makes everyone feel old. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. Alex Burrow's kid that was born the night of the Dragon Slayer games, like ten years old now. That's Whoa. right. We should get him on. <laughs> that would be get get, get him <laughs> him him Riker and Spencer Gillis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the kid the kids of the dynasty. Yeah, you, you so yeah you gotta you gotta check that show out. Colby Armstrong is like the main sidekick. Uh, he also Ugh. does not know what he's doing on camera, and he looks like he's like a bloated version of Tim Robinson from I Think You Should Leave. <laughs> yeah, this will all make sense when you watch the show. Uh, <laughs> a very visual episode, folks. Yeah, thank I don't you. want to be around anymore. <laughs> God, I love the new season. I haven't uh, watched it all yet, but I've watched a little bit, and it's so good. I'm sure you've seen that part then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elliot is getting married. I should have said this one earlier. Is uh, what the uh, great reverse segue is the uh, freaking uh, energizer bunny, the flower girl? Hey. All right, I uh, why did Montreal lose because they're not good? You guys told me that they had a lot of good guys, and they yeah, they run that's why guys. that's why they unexpectedly made it way further than they were supposed to. But Tampa's like too many good guys. Did it, did they Tampa have more guys? and the difference between Tampa and Montreal is at least as equal as the difference between Montreal and like Ottawa. Or like one of the like Montreal and like Buffalo, Montreal and the worst team in the league. Sure. It's like an equal amount yeah. of distance. Like they were just totally outclassed. And that's yeah. not and I don't think Montreal is a bad team. Like I I think they deserved to be where they uh, were based on how they played in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's just not close. Gotcha. Yeah. They played out of their mind to beat Vegas and put on a performance of a lifetime. Unfortunately, that wasn't in the final. That was in the conference finals and then they met tampa who were just on another level gotcha all right duncan keith trade good or bad i think it's good because he's on a shittier team uh with worse luck no but like with worth elliot shaking his head i think i think it's like worse luck like he will have a yes he, he will have a more luck. frustrating time on edmonton than he did with chicago <laughs> i mean it's a good trade. Yeah, for like, because like, at, least when he, at least when he's in Chicago, he's like, hey, I won three cups here. Now he's in Edmonton. He's like, well, this is hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's a great trade for memes and laughs. And for Chicago. <laughs> and for Chicago, who need all the good PR they can get, because fuck that organization. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what was the return? Yeah. It was Caleb uh, Jones. Caleb Jones in a third round pick that might be a second if... Edmonton gets the cup finals and Duncan Keith plays the third highest time on ice of all players. Okay. Um, so basically a third round, a third pick. round pick and he, uh, and no salary retained and no salary retention, which is so yeah, the crazy. Oilers traded a better defenseman and a third round pick for a worse <laughs> defenseman. Who's more expensive and old. And then and then Ken Holland was like, this is exactly like trading for Chris Chelios on Detroit. Yeah, it's just not quite. But but all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess just because we do live in like a very silly timeline, there's a chance that everything is marginally better when they have their two good players and keep on the ice than they were before when they had their two good players on the ice. But their team is not better overall. Yeah. And they're not better long term. Chicago, yeah. Chicago also finally got um, every blue check reporter in the NHL writing about them. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. forgot they forgot who that team was for for like a month there. Yeah, um, no fucking kidding. Holy shit! Shout out to Brent Sopel, disability rights hero, for calling them out. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I wrote that. It's just because he broke his back that one time, and I think he's cool. Um, oh well, he is literally a disability no, rights act- uh, advocate, though. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he, uh, he's he's dyslexic. He's got dyslexia. He couldn't read oh, until he was like an adult. Oh yeah, that's no, why I, I thought you put that, that in there. Yeah. No, I did that because I'm stupid. Because he because <laughs> he like fucked up his back picking up a cracker. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I mean, yeah, great. That is. I was at, man, I was at the game. You're the only person missed. who could like <laughs> obscure joke their way into being correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Um, should I care about the Parise suitor thing? Because like I thought they're too old. Like it. Now that they're bought out, they could be really, really good assets on cheap deals. Yeah. Do the Canucks get them? No, because they don't know how to value defensemen to save their lives. So they probably won't go after Suter, and they'll probably try and sign Parise to a four by four million dollar contract for veteran reasons. They'll probably try but to. If they sign Suter, they can save money on jerseys. I can see them throwing <laughs> too much money at Suter. I don't know. <laughs> they probably try to find a way to trade for Parise. <laughs> <laughs> My next take is I don't think Dominic Ducharme should have been resigned. He lost a cup. I think they should elevate Burroughs. Well, obviously. Uh, shout out to Pecorine. I thought he was an RFA. I didn't know he was that old. Good luck in retirement. Um... <laughs> I said this on my other podcast. Rene is rad because he's one of the few players who's legitimately like, you know how they always say about like prospects, like, oh, they found this kid somewhere. But uh-huh. he's like the original, like, this guy came out of absolutely nowhere, like third tier Finnish hockey that like one scout saw like three times and was like, yeah, this guy's going to be a star and convinced mm-hmm. them to take him like late in the rounds. So he's like just this complete diamond that they found out of nowhere and nobody else knew about him. And he ended up being like a Vesna winning goalie for a franchise like that rocks. So yeah, good for him. Uh, what's next? What type of dog should the Canucks get? Oh, golden retriever. Golden retriever. It's a little odd. That was that was what I was supposed yeah, to get, of course, and then it didn't happen, which is devastating. Wait, what? I thought you are uh, you're a cat guy, right? Yeah, one of my cats uh, died a couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago. Oh, That's kind of sad. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was supposed to have a dog in anticipation of that cat passing away, so I would have like a buddy for my other cat, Indiana. Uh-huh. And the breeder was like, "Oh yeah, we don't have one. Maybe next year." What? It's like, oh, and before anyone judges me about going to a breeder, I've done nothing but adopt cats from SPCA rescues. So I'm allowed a freebie. All right. <laughs> give me a fucking break. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to figure out I, I've been really committed to trying to get a pet. And now I'm in this weird spot where I probably have to move pretty soon. Uh, staying in Victoria, but like I have to go find my next place. And now I'm trying to figure out. <sighs> get a turtle. Okay. You seem like a turtle guy. Shut up. Oh, what? I like Fios. He can't be can't a turtle guy. Get a, guy. get a terrarium with like 18 tortoises in it. Okay, no, Vias has to Vias, the pet Vias needs to get is on a guana. You gotta <laughs> get an iguana in a terrarium. You gotta keep it in an insane just a stupidly hot room <laughs> for no reason. Um <laughs> You sleep on the couch and he you gets keep the him bedroom. in your in your bedroom. You keep him in your bedroom that's like a hundred degrees for some reason and has like a microwave and a hot plate in it. You guys ever have friends with like a house with too many animals? Oh yes. Yeah. And that like- was my house, dude. Okay, you know how like most like hockey players are like dog people, and there's like occasionally like 
some dudes with cats. Yeah. There's like three dudes with cats. Yeah. Brogan Rafferty being one of them. And that's why they're not re-signing him, which is very funny. <laughs> um, that's not the actual reason, but it'd be very funny. But what if there was just like a player who was like a big tarantula guy and he was just like, like a really good player, but like he had. What if like Tyler Seguin was a big tarantula guy? <laughs> yeah. He'd show up to press conferences with like a tarantula on his face. Oh <laughs> it's the worst I'm, thing. I'm, it's one of my phobias. I mean, Braden Holtby's a tortoise guy. Yeah, that's true. I guess people have different like interests. Him. Jackson, do you have an opinion on that Jfresh tweet about music and hockey journalism? It's oh yeah, one... it's wrong. It should be Pop and Taylor Swift. Yeah, this is the one that said half the <laughs> hockey writers listen to the hip, tragically hip, and half of them listen to Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, not even close. It's Pop and Taylor Swift. Ben Kuzma does not listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah. His kids do. Yeah, and by extension, I mean, like, he does. Okay, I mean, we're talking about hockey Twitter, though. Oh, was it right. hockey yeah. Twitter? Uh-oh. Like, we're talking, or at least to me, I don't know. Like, if we're talking about journalists, it's like, I mean, Rick Dollywall just for no reason tweeted out, "You shook me all night long the other day," <laughs> and it's like that's the shit that, <laughs> that the old great. like that <laughs> ruled. The like old time journalists are still are are having arguments on. 1040 to this day somehow still about like whether the Eagles or Michael Jackson is better. That's what those people are on about. Oh God. But like grocery trips with my mom at four o'clock listening to fucking B Mac Donnie and the Moj like talking about, hey, it's Jennifer Lopez's birthday. <laughs> um <laughs> I was yeah. when that was all of sports radio. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh no, but my opinion is yeah, like uh from from what I can tell, like the two biggest artists or the three rather sorry biggest artists among like hockey people on twitter taylor swift pup and radiohead and radiohead yeah i know a ton of hockey people who love radiohead shit that's weird i, I guess that kind of I, I, I mean like i don't know sad nerd stuff like that's hockey that twitter in a nutshell to me let's yeah. hope let's hope post-covid changes that a little bit <laughs> um in 2022, we're getting hockey Twitter into gob. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, this account is either called Flyers Witch or Flyer Switch, um, which I think is also fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a little one for the fans. Uh, Both of those are good. Yes. <laughs> what is the most on-brand way for you to accidentally dab into Stanley Cup? Mine would probably be trying to eat it. I don't want to know how it tastes. Also, maybe try to use it as a standing desk. Probably put my laptop on it. But I'd probably eat pho out of it, and it would smell like lemongrass forever. I think that'd be sweet. Any ideas here? You know, I picture you eat like trying to eat the bowl, and uh-huh. I can't, because I have that image in my head, I can't think of what I would do anymore. Uh-huh. I can only picture myself eating the other side, like spaghetti lady in the tramp style. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cute oh yeah. you know that's happened i'm sure that's happened <laughs> oh yeah for sure a guy who has no ideas and he just decides to do that <laughs> yeah okay well cody what do you get in trouble for the most um hmm, uh getting way too drunk so yeah it, it, it'd be just like that's a boring the same way thing. that pat maroon did yeah yeah okay this is the dumb thing but the pat maroon thing he's like oh it was rainy so i slipped it's like no bro you you were completely tanked and you probably <laughs> slipped holding the cup and fell your fat ass on it and crushed it. Like, just say that the people fa- would respect you more. The fact that it didn't get broken, like shattered by the Capitals <laughs> in 2016. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. The thing's seen some shit, right? So, I mean, yeah. okay. Do we think the league told the team to like calm down after the Washington cup? Probably in public. 
like, I mean, obviously only in public and where like video cameras are, because like <laughs> that was insane. But you didn't see that with the blues, and you definitely haven't. I mean, the last two were kind the of aren't COVID-y, fun. So I feel like the blues are not fun though. They're not as fun as the Capitals. You can't see Jordan Bennington tweeting that his Stanley Cup smells like pee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I would fire it out of a cannon, or or do some <laughs> other dumb stunt with it. Well, I it. think like I was thinking like there's got to be way worse things that have happened in the cup, and I think somebody like. A, some hab or somebody who took it to Quebec City probably put it in a fucking fortress. Well, a cannon. team lost it. That's an infamous story. That's just that. Okay, I guess that's yeah. what I would do. I'd probably lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Vios, forgot it. Just, guys, just Vios. I forgot how, where the cup was. Vios, how's your day with the cup? It's my day. <laughs> it's my day. <laughs> <laughs> you go outside, the case is just wide open and it's stolen. <laughs> Uh, I could see doing that. Yeah, Forgetting I, to like lock it up or something. Yeah, I forget to lock it. Oh my god. Um, I thought the guy was gonna watch it. I thought the guy with the the guy looks like he's the old man with the ten year old's haircut. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, the Boris Johnson looking Boris guy. Boris Johnson looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Boris Johnson uh, takes care of the cup. Uh, any of you guys watched the Italy game? Yeah, my yeah. um, my father in law is like hardcore like british sympathist he's uh, or sympathizer and he he was talking about this game for so long he was just so ready for them to finally beat the streak and then like he's a very like calm like usually a very quiet person very jovial and the game is the most serious i've ever seen him it's the only time i've ever seen him swear like casually and uh <laughs> he was so upset when they tied the game and then when they got to the pks he was just like well i knew it was gonna end this way and then they lost and he was dead silent for the next like two hours my heart was broken for him because i was just like man i don't even know what like the pain of being a canucks fan and like seeing them like lose in 2011 and like even then for my lifetime of 31 years or whatever like it doesn't compare to like seeing my my national team fail for like 60 years plus on the national stage in like the worst, most embarrassing ways possible. Like that must be so painful. It's pretty funny. But they they deserve awful. it. They Their fans it. do not deserve Britain it. Has deserve only, the victory. Uh, Britain has only been on the right side of history versus Italy once ever. Um, <laughs> I that was kind of by accident. Probably, yeah, by accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. They took, our, they took our idea too soon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't watch soccer. I it's just I can't I can't get into another sport. I'm maxed out. Um uh-huh. I, on this to- topic of Italy though, I'm sorry. I did I mentioned this to you guys already, but I just I was I watched the like cuz I've been rewatching some of my favorite Sopranos episodes recently. The um you got to finish the show, man. I know, the Christopher Columbus, but I'm watching it with Rachel and she watches Oh, slow. that's such a bad okay. episode. Uh, the right. cr- Christopher Columbus episode is is time capsule a true moment in time it's it's a it's legendary but uh i i've mentioned this already but like how crazy is it that like the italians were the first people to do colonialism and how bad at it do you have to be (laughs) that people are still doing racism to you like 600 years later (laughs) like you're the first guy to get to end up in america and everyone still does like that's a spicy meat the ball to you like <laughs> all these the hundreds of years later like you really blew it 
It's it's fucked up that there's a city named after Columbus. What a loser. What an absolute zero. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm glad I put that one in the teeth. That was good. Um, my last thing is I think it's fucked up that John Cooper has probably motivated a ton of dipshit beer league guys and lawyers that if they drop their careers to be high school co- hockey coaches, that they might get a cup. Like, Absolutely. And something is wild that there's a real life shit gordon gecko that's not the right name gordon bombay gordon bombay what are the odds they're both named gordon i thought it was so cool when they released that video of first of all john cooper like saying like very uh sincere things to all the montreal players like oh i didn't see this video did he just like it it was like really recent yeah um he says really really nice things to like a bunch of different habs people but the highlight for sure is him going to nick suzuki and he says something along the lines of like you are gonna have a hell of a future and then nick suzuki just says i know (laughs) yeah that rocks it does rock i think the only thing that not going in his favor is that his name is spelled j-o-n fucking garfield ass spelling absolutely (laughs) jackson i did the i did the thing Yes. Thanks, everybody. I came up um, with this content somehow. <laughs> uh, big thanks to uh, Cody for joining us to uh, to break down the Abbotsford stuff and to just do more number one bullshit uh, with us. We are working on the Riot episode. Uh, it's going to come out probably, I think it'll be the first episode to come out in August after we deal with uh, all of the you know, draft free agency, et cetera, stuff uh, that um, that is coming up in the next few weeks. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for sticking with us as we uh, do a couple of these uh, more sort of uh, loose free form episodes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at fails on McDonald. Follow me at Viasteran. You can follow me at Moose Kayak. And you can follow me at Cody Sievertson. Anything else you got to plug uh, Cody? I, I believe I'm on a podcast called The Crease Cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you can the find show, it. Uh, Lachlan Irvine. Yeah. And then uh, my site, commentsharvest.com, which is actually going to need a new name, <laughs> yep. which like sucks because oh. Comments Harvest is kind of cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Johnny, Johnny on the Harvest. I don't fucking know, but it's going to suck. <laughs> oh, we can we can come up with something. Put as much effort into naming as they did and just call it Abbotsford Harvest. <laughs> um, that might be the laziest thing possible. I was gonna call it elite prospects. <laughs> yes, please. Leader prospects. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to add. Uh, happy birthday to Audrey Bowler. Uh, yep. Uh, folks, look both yep. ways when you're crossing the street in case of vehicles going a little too fast. Uh, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> send your uh, send your hate mail to the RCMP.